Hey y'all. Okay, welcome back to Cuffed and Corded. Today's episode, you got to be cuffed to be corded. I'm your girl Lish. TJ. And we are just gonna hop right in. So a little bit more about us, how we met, how we kind of kicked things off. Uh, we went to the same college together and we were in the study group and he was such a nice gentleman, y'all. He brought me Chipotle to the library. So kind. Asked me what I wanted, what I wanted on the bowl, like customized it. We were in the study group. He didn't bring some for everybody. And, you know, I'm eating. Chipotle is a lot of food. I don't pay for her friends. And we're going to talk about <laughs> that, okay? Um, But Chipotle is a lot of food. And I had a good bit. I was full. I she set, had a bowl. I had a good bit of said bowl. I set it aside. You know, I'm going to come back to it. It's going to be busting later. And then I go back to get some more. And it is dun, 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 missing. You're very dramatic. But let me tell y'all <laughs> what really happened. That is what really <laughs> happened. I y'all, ate some of it. I at, got this bowl at 4 p.m. Came to the library. It was presented to her we left the library maybe by 10 o'clock. Between the hours of 4 p.m. and 10 p.m., three people had shared this bowl. Three people. I have photographical evidence of this bowl being passed around between three people. 10 o'clock came. It was time for us to pack up, clean up, and I'm... Clean up, not throw away. I saw this bowl. It's covered with the lid. I'm like, surely there's no food left in here because three people have took their turns with this bowl. And I cleaned up. He threw it away. (laughs) He threw it away, y'all. He threw it away. There was no more food. He threw it away. That's what happened. In his defense, though, I guess I can understand why he thought it was gone. Five hours later between three people. But, like, just ask. Hey, you done with this? Is this trash? He's gotten a lot better, though. Like, that was nine-plus years ago now. But that is, like... Innocent. (laughs) Did you throw it away? I threw away the trash that was on the table. So, yes, he threw it away. All right. So, our first topic. So, the, the... Purpose of this episode is everyone wants to know how do they find that special someone. And so um, we want to talk about like how do you how do you get that someone? How do you like spark interest? How do you get to that first date? Um, And so it goes on to talk about uh, who should pursue who should the man pursue the woman should the woman pursue the man? Um, What are your thoughts? Define pursue number one and number two the man. There's more than one definition of pursue. I just feel like, you know, (laughs) people be like, oh, me sliding in his DMs is not really me pursuing him. Like, is it? I don't think sliding in the DMs is pursuing. It's just opening up the door like, hey, come shoot your shot. There's interest here. Um, But the actual pursuit, yes, should come from the man. And we have Bible for that. Proverbs 18.22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. Amen. I I think people forget that part. And that's the part that that really sets it off. 
But let me clarify, sliding his sliding in his DMs and being direct, uh, do you want to date me or we should go out on a date, that is pursuit. If you are just casually flirting, then that is opening up the door. That I don't think is pursuit. And baby, crack the door open, okay? Let that man know that you are interested. Why crack the door open? Just open it wide. <laughs> I'm talking like airport signals like land right here. I mean. That looked more provocative than what it was supposed to be. but <laughs> That's why I was dying. <laughs> yes. Proverbs 18.22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Men. Do y'all want favor from God? Find you a wife. Amen. Well, well wait, we got to get cuffed first. Like, we, we, Listen, <laughs> we're getting there, but. But yes, he who finds a woman finds a good thing and receives favor. And favor is not fair. Mm. Just want to put that out there. So why do you, um, so many people have trouble finding that someone or actually being successful in the courting process? Because they're picky, number one. Number two. Because they are hypocrites, and I'll get into that in a minute. And <coughs> I said what I said. She said what she said. And number three, they don't know what they want. So then they get a bunch of things, and they're like, uh, yes, no, maybe. But I'm going to go at, back at them one at a time. They're picky. Yes. Ladies, I already know. I got it. Ladies, y'all be having lists. And if every single thing on the list don't check off, mm-mm, that ain't the one because he don't have this. Do you have everything on a man's list? Okay. Number two, the hypocrites. You want him to take you out and you want him to pay and you want him to do all of this. But do y'all pay? Ladies, do y'all take your man on a date? I'm just, I'm just asking. You don't have to pay every single time. But do you take him out at all? Like, no, baby, it's okay. I got it. I'm just asking. Not even take him out, though. Do you do anything nice or thoughtful for him? Mm. Mm. Because nobody wants a one-sided relationship. And I think a lot of times, for women at least, we are very, very picky. We don't, we can't provide what we expect. And then it's just like, so what, I guess it goes, boils down to like, what do you bring to the table? And number three, we don't know what we want. And that goes for men and women. Don't even know what you want to eat. I, (laughs) I, I would say one of the things, picky, so preferences. I feel like so many things get, so many things get excluded because of preferences. And that is a definition we should look up. What is a preference? Because preferences aren't exclusions. It's a strong liking. So if you go to the store and you say, what do I want? And I say, I want a soda. And you ask me what kind, I would say preferably Sprite. Meaning, I really want a Sprite, but if Sprite is not available, I am open to other options. Mm. So, y'all be excluding people because of race, which I can understand, but that shouldn't be like a sole exclusion. Height. (laughs) Skin color. (laughs) I do have a preference on height, but God answered my prayer, so we're good. Um, (laughs) Age. Because he age, he has to be older than me. 
She says that, but if I was younger than her, she still would have gave me a chance. I'm glad we don't have to find out. <laughs> I'm glad too because it's tough work proving people wrong. Uh. <laughs> um, how much money they make? Um, what kind of car they drive? Like all these things, and those are just superficial things. But yes, your preferences are hindering you from finding that somebody. Again, you can like what you like, but it shouldn't be an exclusion. And figure out like there are some non-negotiables. And that's okay. Like, for me, a non-negotiable was he had to be a Christian. But, like, that's tied to my faith. A non-negotiable, he had to be, like, not only a Christian, but live out his Christian walk. Um, But beyond that... Mm, But I feel like people have their non-negotiables and it'd be like, oh, must make $90,000 a year. Mm, As if promotions and raises don't exist. Y'all are wild. Wild, um, y'all are wild. But I feel like another thing, especially with, like with kingdom dating, another thing that would help you find someone is uh being equally yoked. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna pull out the Bible on that right <laughs> now. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Um. Oh, sorry, y'all. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership does righteousness have with lawlessness, which is wild and ratchet? Um, what fellowship has light with dark? So, the, again, that kind of boils back to my non-negotiable of him having to be a Christian was because if he wasn't a Christian, then we would be unequally yoked. Our views, our values, our morals, our beliefs, and everything just wouldn't align with each other, and that would just con- constantly cause friction. So... But there's a lot of other ways to be unequally yoked, maybe not from a biblical standpoint, but like being equally yoked, there's some value to that. I feel like you have something to say. I do. So (laughs) along with being equally yoked, so like being a Christian, a non-negotiable, but I wouldn't. I, a lot of you will exclude someone because they aren't the same type of Christian that you are, mm. meaning they're not Bible thumpers. They weren't in church twice on Sundays, three times on Wednesdays. They can't quote the Bible back to back. And I don't think that necessarily means that you're unequally yoked. Valid. Valid. I think it's a really about the pursuit and their relationship with God and less about the religious acts and all of that like yes it's important to be in church and like have community and stuff with other like-minded believers but at the same time maybe they don't have access to a church that really feeds their soul maybe they don't have a work schedule that allows them to be able to go to church all the time Sundays Wednesdays Saturdays Friday nights like find out what their relationship looks like with God not church their intentional relationship with God as well, not church. And see, that's the issue. A lot of us learn church before we learn Jesus. And so we think Christianity needs to look one way where if you have a relationship with Jesus, you know that the grace and mercy that he bestows upon us should also be extended to the people around you. Mm. Mm. Um, Mm. Another thing, (laughs) another thing I would say is hypocrite. See, that's a hypocrite. She said it, not me. Mm, I did. Another thing with um, being unequally yoked is, again, uh, 
walk with God, your relationship with God, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to get it right the first time. And so, again, if it doesn't look like how you think it should look like, I don't necessarily think that person should be excluded. Um, like, at one point, you said you need a man who fasts and prays. That's a song lyric, yo. That's tr- <laughs> that is true, but you said it, and I'm like, at 23, when we met, I didn't know anything about fasting, so... But also, that goes back to what we talked about earlier today. Um, do they have a heart for God? Like, were you not fasting and praying because you knew about it and you thought it was stupid, so you just weren't going to do it? Or were you not fasting and, well, heaps praying, y'all. He was definitely praying. But were you not fasting because you had never been exposed to it, taught about it, understood it from, like, a practical standpoint that wasn't don't eat from sunup to sundown until you are about to pass out? The second one. But even if I was the type of person who thought it was stupid, I would still say, I would still ask that person, why do you think it's stupid? Have you ever fasted? And have you ever seen the benefits from a fast? Mm. Again, the walk with Jesus is a marathon, not a sprint. Everybody's not going to get it right the first time, especially if you're in your 20s. Mm. I was talking to this couple, this married couple yesterday. And they were talking about, just don't get married before you're 30. And I was like, dang, I don't know if I agree with it. I have some thoughts on that, but that's for a later episode. (laughs) (laughs) But in your 20s, sometimes the maturity is not there on both parts, both parties. So, like, maybe they aren't fasting, but also, are you regularly living in sin? Are you denying your flesh every day? So, there's a balancing act like who am i to judge your relationship with god and not because they're necessarily immature you just haven't lived enough or seen enough to even like know the maturity that you're missing Mm. say that again you haven't lived or seen enough to know the maturity that you're missing so while you Mm. think you may be mature you're not really mature Mm -mm. we ain't y'all in our 20s we just ain't now that I know what fasting is and I've seen the results of it, it's like, mm, what's my next fast? But again, like, I wouldn't exclude somebody because they don't necessarily know that. Like, you got to, why don't they know it? And now, again, if they are, oh, yeah, I know God, but, you know, they're in a club every other Sunday. Um, they're doing drugs. They're doing this. And they're not doing anything to actively pursue a real relationship with God. Well, then, yeah, they're excluded. But, again, like, people are going to stumble they're not going to get it right the first time. With that being said, don't make this person your assignment. Okay. But you can always pray for them. Jesus is the savior, not us. We are ambassadors. Represent Christ and keep it moving. Okay? Um I think another way to tell like if someone's Christian walk is strong Um, is really like are they exhibiting the fruits of the spirit like if they're being led by God and they are really allowing God to direct their life then they should be exhibiting love they should be exhibiting joy they should be exhibiting peace they should be patient or working on it amen (laughs) they should be generally kind pray for me Pray for him. Um, they should be generally kind and good. They should be faithful, which is basically just being loyal to the cause, loyal to the person. If they say say they're going to do something, do they keep their word? Like that's what practical loyalty in a relationship should look like. Are they gentle 
do they exhibit self-control or do they just be fussing and cussing and yelling at you all the time? Because talk to me nice or don't speak at all. Ooh, that's abuse. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Get out. But again, like, pray for discernment and recognize if this person is truly, like, trying to live a Christ-like. Because, again, we all stumble um, like I will say 23, 24, I might've done some things that weren't necessarily Christian, like, or made people raise an eyebrow, but you couldn't tell me nothing about prayer and you couldn't tell me anything about faith because if mm. there was a definition of faith, my f- picture would be next to it. Facts. Facts. Um, and ladies, like, honestly, and I mean this in the nicest way, worry about yourself. He who finds, you don't even need to look. Worry about you, your relationship with God, your dreams and ambitions, how you carry yourself, how you present yourself. Like, are you proud of the woman that you are every day, day in and day out? Are you kind to other people? Are you gentle with people? And not just the people you like. Like, are you gentle with people? Are you patient or do you have road rage? (laughs) We're working on it. Um, (laughs) And you don't have to exhibit every single fruit. But, like, are there some things that they're exhibiting that indicate that, like, oh, their life is not their own. They really do have their life submitted to God or they're working on submitting their life to God in some capacity. This may sound a little cliche, but when you stop looking for love, it will find you. Baby. And it will it will find you and you don't even realize you got found. I'm not saying stop praying. Um, but you can take a break on looking. Trust me. He'll find you. Yeah. And someone will find you. And that might not be the person who you are meant to marry. That might not be your soulmate. That might not be the person God sent you in covenant. Um, Again, there is a lesson in everything. You just got to experience different things before you. um, I will say God sometimes put other people in your life to prepare you for who you're supposed to end up with. And if you don't learn a lesson from every person that you date, you are going to keep learning the same lesson. You're going to keep dating the same kind of people. Because the season you're in now, you might need to learn something from that other person before he matches you up with Mr. Right. Uh, same thing uh, with fellas. Like You might need to learn something from the last woman you just dated before you are ready to be a husband to anybody. Mm. And sometimes you might need to learn something about yourself, unfortunately. like It's unfortunate for the other person. But sometimes you need to, sometimes being in a relationship with someone else will show you something about yourself that you realized or didn't realize was there that you need to work on because the next person or the person that God has for you ain't going to tolerate that. Oh, yeah. The next episode needs to be about like dating because the generation before us, they don't prepare you for dating. You're supposed to find one person and that's the person you're going to marry. Y'all. Drop it in the comments what y'all want to hear about <laughs> that one because, baby, they do not prepare you to be a wife until it's time to be a wife. And now you got to play catch up. Ooh, I have more to say about that. About <laughs> next week, next week, next week. I'm not going to mention it now, but it goes to, like, getting married early. Mm. Um, but the next thing, expecting the finished product. Oof. Yeah. Sometimes that goes back to like the $90,000 that he has to make. Is he 25 and you want him to make $90,000? Like, where is he in his career path? Like, 
is he in a position where he still has three more years of schooling or training or something before he can get to that type of salary? Like, is there potential or does he work at McDonald's? Because even if he works at McDonald's, is he trying to be a leader? Is he a manager? Is he working his way up to being a district manager? Like, is there potential where that person is for them to grow? Um, because y'all, we are, if you're in your twenties and your thirties, you still got at least 60 years of life left to live. Like you don't have to have it all figured out and they don't have to have it all figured out right now. I agree. Um, but yeah, the big, I feel like the biggest thing that is, um, hindering relationships and why the dating pool sucks is because again, everyone is expecting the finished product and why are you expecting anything 20 to be a finished product because mm. if there's no more growth to be had then it's boring and that would also mean you're a perfect being and god didn't create us as perfect mm. also are you even the finished product you are dropping so many just stepping on so many toes tonight it's not intentional but it's like again <laughs> like you can't expect somebody like even in like their walk with Christ, like you can't expect somebody to be able to quote, quote all these scriptures, be uh, in their word, and like you want them to do all that while they're like 25 or below. Like, no, the, again, it's a marathon. Like, th- there are levels to it. And some people did grow up in a church, but again, like everyone falls to temptation, everyone like stumbles along the way. Um, they're not going to check off everything on your list right away. But, like you said, do they have the potential to build up to more? Do you see that potential? Did you pray for discernment? Like, is this one the right person for me? Um, Do they have the heart? Like, is there a desire to know more? And they just haven't acquired all of the knowledge or they haven't mastered that, you know, level of discernment or self-control yet? Or do they just not care? Like, if they just don't care, then that's one thing. But... That is so true. Mm. There is nothing worse than a person who has the potential and no desire. Mm. And everybody has the potential. So. Uh, they don't have the potential for everything, though. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I mean, everyone has the potential to seek God. Yes. <laughs> to yes. build a relationship with God. Everyone has the potential God. to build a relationship with God. But if they God. don't have the heart for it, then you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to change their heart. Yes, again, they are not your assignment. And honestly, that's another thing where relationships go wrong. Like women, you try to change men so much Mm. um, and you honestly make them your assignment. Like, oh, yes, I can change them. I can change them. Let me tell you, and this is true for everybody. You cannot change a person who does not want to change. And the only time a person can be changed is if they want to change and actively change for themselves. But that's that's all I had on the subject. So I would say the biggest thing, again, mind your preferences. It's okay to have them, but don't be too picky. Be equally yoked. Pursue God together, but realize that the pursuit, it's going to be a little bumpy. We all mess up. And, again, the finished product, you're not going to get it. You're not even going to get the finished product at 30. I got something else to say about, um, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) not being picky. I feel like it's okay to be picky. Like 
you can be picky, not unrealistically picky. Like I wouldn't. But like, want what you want. If you found a God fearing man who checked everything, and the only thing that stopped him was that he was five five, would he <sighs> x him out? I would have to pray that God would change my heart <laughs> to not be bothered by his height. But and if you look, if you looked at his heart, <laughs> then his height would not bother you. Mm, it doesn't change the fact, though. He's still, he's still my height. Um, but what I was saying was, be picky, be as picky as you want. But if you're gonna be as picky as you want to be, then you can't be complaining about being single. You can't be complaining about this, that, and the third, like. If you truly trust that the man that's for you will find you with or without your list, there will be some things on your list where the minute you meet that person, it's going to change. You're like, oh, I don't even care about that. And his 5'5 five, five height will not be a factor. Maybe. Or the fact that he's two years younger than you. Listen, God answers prayers. Okay. So pray for what you really want. And what happens when God says, I didn't send you who you want. I sent you who you needed. And mm. he came in the form of three inches shorter than what you were expecting. I just feel like God can answer my prayers. And so he just going to make this man taller? He's just going to bring me a taller man who is God-fearing and all these amazing things. But if God already says, no, this is who is for you, then what? Thanks for tuning in, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you just going to ignore him like, and see, that... That is how we block our blessings because God sends us what we need and we just be like, no, that can't possibly be for me. God, no, that's not what I asked for. God answered my prayers, so. I'm talking about for the people because they're going to have that same sentiment. Y'all, pray for what you really I want. I have enough confidence to, to know that if I was 5'5", five, five, we'd still be right here today recording this podcast. Pray for what you want, ladies. <laughs> Focus on your relationship with God and because also if you build, oh, that's what it was. If you build your relationship with God, then when that man finds you, you will have the discernment to tell if that is the man for you. You will also be able to navigate that relationship to learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn, to do all the things that you're supposed to do. Um, but if you're so focused on finding a man, when you find a man, you won't know how to keep him. Now who's stepping on toes? Stop, stop. <laughs> and when God sends you that man that you pray for, he going to send him with some shoe inserts. You'll never know he's 5'5". Five five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, y'all. <laughs> In any regard, um, that's all I had. Me too. Uh, if you want us to talk about any topics or if you have any questions for us, please, please, please email us at absolutelymacaulay at gmail.com. That is M-C-C-A-U-L-E-Y. Next week, we are talking about curfews. And chaperones. Do we need them? Do, Do we, want, we them? want them? Is it a part of courting and kingdom dating? Can you kingdom date without a chaperone? Stay tuned. God, we thank you.
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of our listeners, all the people who are being blessed by our story. God, we ask that what we have spoken about today will permeate the souls of those that are listening, those that are watching, that you would bring them back safely until our next episode. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys to be cuffed. Hey guys, what's up? Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Cuffed and Corded. Be sure to check us out next week for a new episode.